<laughs> let's just go ahead and do the intro and let's get into it. Eshan, Rhodesia, Matt, the three of us are here, three the hard way. Welcome to the PTFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. We are on episode 86. And there's times where like, I'll think about man, like, what are we gonna name this episode? You know, like, what's the vibe of the episode? And I harken back to April. It was night two of WrestleMania. Eshan couldn't make it. We recorded late. Rodiz and I, we were on a high. Just got done watching arguably the best finish in WrestleMania history. I got on the podcast and I kept hitting my shotgun blast. And what I kept saying was, I told you, right? And we had some fun with it, and I think we last like 15 minutes, and we finally got into the show. And I'm thinking maybe episode 86 is, I told you part two. I think that's what it could be. Now, as a man, I got to fess up and say, you know what? I stepped off on what I was on for a long, long time. This past week on the pod, Shout out to everybody who supports and listens to the pod. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Of course, we wouldn't do this without you guys. And I forgot to say that on the Thanksgiving show. Thank you guys. Right? Thank you for bringing us into your your daily, weekly lives. We appreciate it more than you will ever know. But um, last week, I kind of was like, you know what, man? I don't know if this punk thing is going to happen. I think I even said it on the the pod. I'm like, hey, I'm still going to rock with it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Why I did that, I don't know. I have been saying since September, since that man got himself fired out of AEW, the the ex or Twitter followers we have and friends of the show can attest. I've been talking since September, and I said CM Punk went to WWE Raw when it was in Chicago months ago, and they said he had like a 15-minute meeting with Triple H, and then Vince made the call, hey, Punk's got to get out of here. And I said that meeting was Paul. If I get out of my contract, do I have a home here? And Paul said, if you get out of your contract, let's talk. Punk said, say less. I'm getting the hell out of my contract. Punk got the hell out of his contract at All Out. Fast forward to the Survivor Series and what we saw last night bared a ton of fruit. I cannot wait to hear Rhodesia's sentiment. We haven't talked about it. I cannot wait to hear E's. Sentiment, we have not talked about it. But, of course, outside of me just putting myself over for no reason. Damn, was last night what this should be all about. I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's Impact. I do care if it's, like, Ring of Honor, because that's kind of dead. But this is what it's about, man. I remember just being so super excited, being at All Out a couple years ago when... Adam Cole debuted and Brian Danson debuted within two minutes. And that feeling of just elation, that feeling of like, oh my God, this is why we watch wrestling. Last night was, it was a tenth of that. It was like times a hundred, times a thousand being in the building at Allstate Arena for Punk's return, being at Chicago. We just had Randy Orton. That is what this is about. It, this should be about having fun. This should be about legitimate surprises. This is going to go down as the biggest and best surprise in wrestling history. Nothing comes close to this in terms of a surprise. This is what we used to go through before dirt sheets. 
This is what we used to go through before the internet. When Ultimate Warrior make his comeback, and we had no idea. When Hogan turned heel. Like, it's so many things that we can just look back at when we were younger fans. And that feeling's gone because everything is just out there for us to see. Not the CM Punk thing. Yeah, there was a ton of rumors and such. And we hear that they hadn't talked officially until last week. Punk and Triple H had like an hour-long discussion. They buried the, the hatchet, and it was off and running. Triple H said on the press conference, I brought him back. We brought him back being WWE. This wasn't a TKO thing. Vince, of course, has nothing to do with that. It was him and Nick Khan. And shout out to Nick Khan. I said this to Rhodesia a couple weeks ago. That man was the brunt of every joke of wrestling fans and WWE fans years ago when he came on. Raw Episode Raw was bad. It was Nick Khan's fault. Something from a booking decision was wrong. It was Nick Khan's fault. And as we can see, Nick Khan knows how to do his business. These international PLEs, some of these business decisions that are making that company a ton of money, which doesn't make a difference to us, but it just shows the health of the business. Um, I'll throw it to you guys. CM Punk is back in, in WWE. We've been, hell, probably we go back and look at our last 40 episodes. Punk is probably in the headlines of like half of them. Um, e, let's start with you and then Rhodesia. You can give us your negative Nancy take on it. You were in the building also yesterday. Uh, he's back. What's your guys' thoughts? I was actually uh, kind of surprised. Not kind of. I actually was surprised. Um, it just didn't really hit me that hard when it happened. Um, but I was really happy that it happened. Um, I think it was a great moment. I love the crowd pop. I love the energy I felt from it. Um, because I didn't expect it because the show was over. Right? And then all of a sudden we get that music. Out walks Punk. And I was like, wow. I was actually modding um, at the time, too, doing a little video game modding. I was talking to one of my Discord buddies, and I was like, yo, CM Punk. He's like, bro, CM Punk, right? Like, so, like, the energy was good. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in hearing you guys and how it happened, you know, live for you because it happened at the end of the show. I'm imagining a lot of people starting to get up and leave at the, at the time. Uh, and particularly, you know, you, Rhodesia, I know you don't. You know, you don't like seeing for some reason. So uh, how did you feel about it, sis? If you are a fan of CM Punk, this is probably the best thing, best moment of your life as far as wrestling fandom. Now, that was a, a really, really, really strong period. If you're not a CM Punk fan, I took away from that, what the F, dude? You have now completely crapped on Randy Orton's return. Now at the end of War Games, we're not talking about the hell of a women's War Games match that we saw to start the show, to set it off, right? We're talking about once again, CM Punk. Once again. The only, the only good thing, the only good thing that came out of that, because again, I'm not a CM Punk fan, is the instant nuclear heat and passion you felt between Seth and Punk. Well, I'll say mainly Seth. I love that. I love that he, I felt his energy. Work or not work, I, I felt good with that. That's the only good thing about it because now we know that, wait well, for me, it seems like Punk might be coming after Seth if he is in a wrestler capacity. But overall, he crapped on Randy Orton's return. He crapped on War Games. Like to me, it was just like, it was, for me, it was just not needed. But if you're a CM Punk fan, 
I'm happy for you. You probably got the best moment of your wrestling life or moment. I should say. I will say um, I'm a punk fan. I'm not like a, he's not a top three for me, probably top five guy of all time for me, but I love seeing punk in regards to whenever he's around, things are always more interesting. Mm-hmm. And once again, as fans, this is all we should care about. We are going mm-hmm. to get incredible television, incredible stories coming out of this. And that's not to say, Rhodesia, what you just said, like there's no validity to it. Of course it is. But to be in that building and to hear that music and feel that reaction, you would be lying to yourself, anybody, if you didn't say, I experienced, if you didn't experience it that way, I feel sorry for you because you missed out. We talk a lot about what we were in the building for Undertaker losing to Brock at, at 30, right? And yes, there were a ton of people who were upset. Legit people walked out before the main event because of that. But they'll always be able to say, I was there for that. That's something that nobody can take away. And that is what I feel like about Survivor Series 2023. For us to be able to get a returning Randy Orton. That we don't, that we're not match, talking about. We're not going to be talking about. that whole match was centered around Orton. Once Orton got in there, it was a greatest hits of Randy Orton. My, my guy, Randy Orton, came in there looking like 350 pounds of 2% body fat. Mm-hmm. Hidden RKO's. Hidden. He didn't take one bump. I think he mm-hmm. took one like shot from freeze to the back. And five minutes, get in, get out. Let's hit our greatest hits. Cue Punk's music. I would love to know, the word, word came out that the wrestlers in the main event knew Punk was coming out at the end of the match. But they found out about that almost right up to main event. right? So it wasn't a thing they knew hours beforehand. I would love to know who was the agent for that match, if the agent knew Punk was coming because watching it so let's let's talk about the live experience okay uh we got up to 20 CM Punk chants between Smackdown at the start of Smackdown and then by the end of uh Survivor Series before Punk showed up we got up to 20 CM Punk chants I was wondering okay? how you got to so many I was like you were already yeah. at like six at the beginning of the show and I'm like what because you're yep. counting Smackdown correct 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 so the the main event starts and of course WWE now looking back at it, it was genius how they played everything. On the on the pod a couple weeks ago, we talked about do you have Orton announced as the fifth member? And I remember I, I said because you can't have Orton sitting in that cage for twenty minutes because all people are going to be doing is looking at the cage, right? You don't want to waste that initial entrance pop. You don't want to waste that pop of music. You don't want to waste the entire match of people just watching the cage waiting for Randy to hit the ring. So them going with this story of, is he showing up? Is he not showing up live at in time? You're like, this is a really interesting story for them to tell in Chicago because they know they're going to get CM Punk chance. Now it worked out perfectly. You wanted those CM Punk chance because CM Punk is here. So watching the match and we, of course we'll talk about the women's war games match. They smoked it. That was by far, in terms of match quality, the best match. That match was beyond fun. I didn't go back and watch the TV broadcast of it. So, you know, just being in the building, uh, kudos to everybody. You know, I, I kind of I made jokes about, you know, Shotzi, like, all right, she's got to do something because one, don't look like everyone else. She brought it. Uh, just that that match is fantastic. So we'll talk about that. But the men's match, 
didn't hold a candle to me to the women's war games. So I'm watching the match. I'm watching it. We lead up to getting to the Orton spot. Orton comes in, like I said, hits his greatest hits. And then the match is over. Right? Like, there is no Judgment Day story. There is no, there was a little bit of eye contact between Jay and, and Randy. That piece of, hey, is he going to hit Jay with the RKO? He didn't do it. And I'm like, there's, this ain't it. Like, there, there's more to it. Either Punk is really coming out or all hell is about to break loose after this match. Either we about to see Judgment Day explode, implode. We about to see Orton just turn on everybody. Something is going to happen because it was just too, it was like too easy. And uh, then Punk's music hits. And the, the reaction of, the last reaction probably that I can remember being live in person was when the Hardys came back at Mania. I think that was 34. Where you're seeing literally Santa people Clara. jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably the closest I can get close to that. From where we were sitting, we were about three rows up. Uh, off the main floor, right across from Hard Cam. So, if you guys have never been to the style of WWE shows where there is no ramp, if you're like really close to the floor, it's an incredible viewpoint of the ring, but you can't see the entrance ramp. You can see like the video wall typically, and then that's kind of it. So, the majority of the time when they're coming to the ring, you don't see them walking to the ring. So, when Punk's music hits, you don't really see Punk from our vantage point. And then in the arena, the big screen above the ring is just his graphic. Like it's his Titantron video. And that, and that kind of added to it because you know he's there and you're just feeding off of the crowd. You're feeding off of the crowd. Radiza, to your point about Seth. And this is, Triple H said something in the press conference that I thought was kind of his stamp on, not really this is my WWE, but he made a comment about uh, they asked him, like, you know, where how this whole punk thing come about? And he said, you know, you're the same person you were 10 years ago. You're doing this thing, you know, called life wrong. People grow. Um, if the fans want it, you know, we're going to give it to them, which we knew that was lip service with Vince. What's best for business? They said that a lot. And that was just like a hillish thing to say. They proved last night that is a shoot. Triple H has always been in the fan service. Triple H has always leaned into the internet wrestling fan with black and gold NXT. Um, and he, they, he proved last night that is the business that they are into. Because to Rodriguez's point, you didn't have to do it. Yeah, would well, there have been people who were disappointed walking out of Allstate Arena because Punk didn't show up? Yes. But nobody would have been like, oh, I'm not watching Raw and SmackDown. To hell with WWE. I'm done with them forever. It would have been none of that. So for them to do that when they didn't have to, because they don't need Punk. Right. But I'll tell you what, and we can probably talk about this on Tuesday's pod. They are they just lapped AEW in terms of if it was a race and they are running backwards right now. And AEW is running full strength forward and AEW is not going to catch them anytime soon. And that's just a fact. Right. That because is just of Punk's what it return. Is. Well, they were already there, I think. And this was like the icing on the cake that. Okay, so now you're just adding more punishment on to this fight. That's what that is, because Punk was still their biggest star ever. Hell, there's people online who thought Punk was the devil. So there were a lot of people that still thought, all right, there's a chance that Punk is coming back to AEW. Now we know that's not the case. They said multi-year deal, so that means at least three-year deal, probably. So I know Radiz is going to love that. 
Punk is finally going to get his main event slot. Seth is finally going to get his main event slot at WrestleMania, where they both have won it. That is a major win. And I think as of our recording, they're up to, I think, 15 or 16 million views on social media of his return. So people who are like, I don't know why they did that. I, Punk, Punk should have went to Impact. You know, Punk could have went to NJPW. No, this, this is about dollars and cents and making moments like that. So, you know, I kind of just went on like a tangent there, but um, I, I think what they showed last night was all bets are off in regards to who comes in, how they're used, and you got to think unless Tony and Mercedes, Sasha Banks, has some type of handshake agreement, unless she has some type of secret pen to paper that she did it all out. If they're if they're bringing back CM Punk, no way in hell there is a fence that can't be mended between Triple H and Sasha Banks to bring her back. Just something Absolutely. to think about. Absolutely. I mean, you would think that I wasn't watching when the whole Brett screw job came when they happened, but if Brett came back, you're like, okay, well then all bets are off. And if Punk coming back, you're still all, you know, all bets are off. That's a way easier deal between him and Sasha as far as making amends than him and Punk. And I wanted Sasha in AEW, but could you imagine if she's the one that comes to Bayley she'll be number th- She'll be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. There you go again. <laughs> You've been begging that for a year. Uh, like I, I think they, I think you might see Mercedes in AEW, but I'm not that interested in seeing them. Like in, not until they get their storytelling together. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's that many matchups that she can have. Matches she can have there. I think her impact would be better felt on a bigger stage until AEW gets their storylines. I feel like we can talk about AEW all the time. Cause I don't like to like I got. Like, uh, God bless my mom. I love her to death. But, um, you know, I try to give my mom a new experience with food or place. And she always compares it to something else, right? Like, you know, I'll give her a piece of cake. And she'll mention, like, oh, you know, Sister Joanne made cake like this, too. You know, it's, you know, it's real good. You know, like, it's like, okay, just, just enjoy the moment, right? We ain't got to, like, you know, enjoy this moment. You don't have to compare Sister Joanne's cake to this cake. Let's, just, let's enjoy this cake, right? So let's enjoy this pump moment. We're talking about AEW. No, very, very soon. Um, but I think that Matt is right. Like, uh, you know, WWE is off and running. And I think that CM Punk just add more fuel to the fire. Um, Cody said the best during his, his scrum interview. He said that never has there been this many, like, guys hot. Especially on the babyface side. Like, right? We talked about it years ago. It felt like it was like one guy. It was like John Cena and everybody else. And to yeah. a degree, it wasn't really anybody that well, you could say was hot besides like those couple of top guys, right? And I almost felt like it was like kind of WCW a little bit in, in, a lot, in a lot of ways. They had all these old guys that were hot and over, they've been around forever. And they had a lot of young guys they weren't really doing a lot with. But right mm-hmm. now, they're making great use with a lot of guys you can say are very, you go on Raw, I'm not sure where CM Punk's going to go. We can speculate that on later. Like, is he going to Raw? Is he going to SmackDown? But that's the beauty of it. That he can go to either show and he can be a positive for that show. But they have so many guys, Ellie Knight in the wing. You know, we got Damian uh, Priest. You know, he's waiting to explode. Then you got the guys who are already there, like Jay and, you know, Cody, of course. I mean, it's just a smorgasbord of talent they have. So it's very exciting to him be interjected into that mix. 
and we have them for a couple uh, a couple years, right? And the nice thing about WWE is they take their time with storylines. So we're going to get, you know, some nice storylines leading to these matches. Um, they're not going to rush anything. We're going to get them exactly when we need them. It's very exciting time. So I got a question for you. I don't want to, well, I, I said I didn't want to compare, but you guys were in the building <laughs> in Chicago for two CM Punk re-debuts, right? We were there um, when he came back to AEW. Yep. Now you guys were there when he came back to WWF, WWE, excuse me. What what's you what do you think was like the bigger moment for you as a fan? Was it the the return from 10 from almost 10 years to AEW or the return home to WWE after almost 10 years? Correction for us, we didn't see the return when he first returned to AEW. We were I think at SummerSlam or something like that. So we didn't see his first time. We saw him debut at All Out. If I'm yeah, correct. Yeah, we saw his match with Darby, yeah. his first match. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, didn't see him at Rampage, his, right? Yeah, we or didn't see him when he first showed up um on TV. But there's no comparison from last night to and like I said the majority of the people probably not majority, maybe 30% of people couldn't even see Punk come in. Because like Matt said, there's not really a ramp where they're elevated so you can see them. Unless you were Drew McIntyre or Damian Priest and you saw the top of their heads, you couldn't actually see them first come out. So just imagine you taking 30% of the people can't even see this man's face and how electric the crowd was versus seeing them at all. Was it all out that he showed yep. up at? All out. Ooh, I'm sure it was all out, right? Yeah, yeah it was the summertime, August yeah. time. So yeah. So it, to me, it was not even a comparison. And that crowd last night just was off the freaking hook. Like, it was like, this is, wrestling is fun and cool again. I think it, that question would be fantastic if we were there for the Rampage. So anybody who's listening who was at Rampage and Survivor Series, please hit us up on either socials. You know, that's FNW, uh, X, Instagram, YouTube, that's freaking wrestling, to be able to compare it. Um, I think the Rampage one was more of, Oh my God, I can't believe it's actually happening. I think Survivor Series was more of, holy shit, they did it. You know what I mean? Like, because we got to remember, Punk had been gone for years from wrestling. And it was like, okay, will we ever see him again? And then when Darby threw out, you know, hey, even if you're the best in the world, and so we kind of knew it was Punk, but they never officially announced it as back in United Center. First wrestling show in United Center, you know, X amount of dollars, you know, gate, X amount of thousands of people. And then you had that moment. And that moment took a lot of steam and headlines from SummerSlam that year, if we remember. So it always goes back to Punk. Once again, Punk's name is, is Dollars. Last night was more of just for me, at, like as a fan of been watching this for 30 plus years. You know when something is needed, Punk was needed in AEW, right? Like, you're not selling out United Center. You're not taking your business to the next level without CM Punk. You need that shot in the arm. And AEW had some really good momentum at that time before Punk, and he kind of just took it over the top. For me, last night was just what I said earlier. It is my favorite football team in the world is up by 45 points in the Super Bowl going into halftime. And they just came out, out of half, and just brought back every single Hall of Famer that I remember from my team, and we're still running the score up. I would it's say like, they probably oh, old and decrepit at that point. 
Could but be. Go ahead. Possibly. But and go we'll ahead. see. I saw I saw that online too. Um, you know, CM Punk, you can tell he doesn't care about wrestling because he went to WWE. They don't care about wrestling. If he cared about wrestling, he would have went somewhere where wrestling matters. Okay, great. Whatever. I, I do <laughs> have something to say about that after you say whatever you're about yeah, to go ahead. talk about. So he's, I think maybe E made a comment or maybe Matt made a comment about LA Knight. Cody Rhodes had an interview about Rock and how Rock is not going to come back and take his spot. So now you got somebody like Cody who now has to fight again for the top because now Punk is inserted. Somebody like LA Knight, which I refused to get behind. I did for a hot second. They fooled me for a hot second. Um, They pulled him back. We see now why too as well. So you have all these people. And it's just it just depends on if you're a fan, if you're not a fan of them, and then what side of the coin you're on. You look at the times where Rock would come back and he's taking spot from the top guys. Punk career, you've you've had a great career. It is time for other people to be up there, for an LA Knight to be up there. He just got kicked down all the way, all the way down to the bottom. We don't know what's up with Drew. I think Drew has not re-signed a contract yet. So now all these people who had or we thought would be top contenders. Guess what? Nope. CM Punk is going to come and take your spot. Again, for some people, this is great because one, either you're a Punk fan or two, it's still best for business. It's getting people excited. But if you look at it for me, you're now taking that top spot from somebody else who probably is a little bit more deserving in this moment with WWE. Not saying in general, because I'm not going to take anything away from Punk's career, but it's like he's on the back half of his career. Why possibly take it from somebody who's up and coming? That's a great point. If this wasn't a Triple H-led creative, and I'll tell you why. And let's be honest about this. Outside of them not putting the belt on Cody, because Cody's time is WrestleMania 40, is Roman Reigns taking anybody's spot? And, and he's the top, top dog. He's he not. is the end-all, be-all, right? Because he's not there. But, that, but he's not taking anybody's okay. spot, but he he's is not also not there. Spot. Would you say, because you made a comment about L.A. Knight, and that's the other thing, too, E. You think about last night, which was a major four or five pay-per-view. We didn't. And this is, this is a good and a bad thing. You didn't have Roman. didn't have L.A. Knight. Nope. And you still produce that type of show with CM Punk. I don't think Punk takes anybody's spot, quote-unquote. I don't think that. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have stories being told for specific people, and that's their spot. And what I mean by that is, so we saw last night, we saw Gunther, Rhea Ripley, of course we know about Roman. They are building these title reigns and the wrestlers with these titles as indestructible. They either they ain't lost in years or they're coming up on over a year or they've already passed almost two years in their title reigns. So one, when they get beat, it's going to mean even more. But I don't think anybody would sit here and say, you know what, man, Rhea Ripley is taking somebody's spot because she keeps winning. Anybody who knows what they're talking about. I don't think anybody, don't would, how- anybody would say, you know what, Gunther is taking somebody's spot because he hasn't lost that title in almost two years. No, they're just make sure. That's why you got to make sure the stories are right, because we could have came on here. And if they have not treated Chad Gable right, because Chad Gable was hot when he was feuding with Gunther, and it's like, all right, let's put the belt on Chad Gable. They didn't, but he has a story with Alpha Academy. So it's like, all right, at least you got something going on. What we were used to, and he brought it up, the John Cena time was you feed Cena an opponent, Cena beats him, and now they are wiped off the earth. We don't even know what we're doing with Cena or with his opponent after Cena beats him. 
And honestly, in the last year, we kind of haven't seen that. We've seen that a little bit with the women's. Um, and I think they're kind of starting to write that a little bit that, okay, if you're hot, if you're not the champion, we'll find something for you to do that is tangible and that is interesting on TV. So you're still contributing and you're still a big deal, you know, every week or every other week. So I'm not too much worried about that. We'll see. Once once again, we'll see. Punk is absolutely going to take somebody's spot. Just example A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like you always say, from the war games. We're not talking about the other stuff we're about to now. We're talking about CM Punk's return. CM Punk will always take somebody's spot, especially if he signed a multi-year contract. And if if we expect to see him on weekly episodic TV, I didn't watch the scrum, so I don't know if they mentioned that we will see him often if he's a wrestler. So I don't know about that. They didn't mention that. Uh, Triple H kind of just talked about how it came to be of him signing. Uh, but, but he absolutely word... is going to take somebody's spot. Hey, but let me say about the spots, though. You know, when I watch Monday Night Raw, that's a lot of spots to be taken, to be honest with you. Like, right, I would rather see a CM, CM Punk spot interview or segment than a match between uh, Tegan Knox and Indy Hartwell. Uh, well, I can't compare minute, a male for minute. a female. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to compare between male and female. Okay, so right now, so, so right now, do DIY versus somebody. I was like, it's like at the, we need to stop doing that with women and men. Like these are, but you wrestlers. did it. You just you just compare these that. Are, though. These are you these are women. I brought because I don't because those characters. I'm not talking. Because I don't care if we talked or about male. that already. We said that WWE let, let me, let me, let done a bad job with Let me just clarify my my position though. It's not about the women or the men. And in this moment, I'm just talking about the actual characters, right? So you can pluck any man or, or guy. I mean, there's, I'm just talking about, like, see, um, Triple H is trying to put these women on TV, right? Trying to give them time or anybody time, right? But they don't have any character behind them. So those specifically are standing out because they're giving them a 15-minute match, and we don't know about those characters. I don't care about them. I'd rather see CM Punk in that spot than somebody we don't care about. And sorry, anybody. Like, right, I don't want to see a 15, 20-minute match that doesn't mean anything with characters we don't care about. Put CM Punk in that spot. Because there's three hours of TV right there. That's prime real estate. Like, that, he doesn't have to be the headliner of the show. He can, he can steal the show in 15 minutes in the middle of the third hour or the second hour, whatever the case may be. There's so much real estate and TV time for him to be in there and that we can get great television. And then you can kind of build around those, those different moments. And I do think, too, if you think about... Mania is five months away. I'm hoping they can somehow string this along with Seth to Mania because I think that absolutely could be your night one main event. And I think that would be poetic justice for both of them to not have main event at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody right now, we looked at, hell, we've come on here a few times and said, like, man, like, what's Seth going to do Mania season? And we're like, well, maybe Gunther. And then you, but you looked at that raw roster and you were like, uh, as of right now, yeah, they got five months to heat somebody up. There's not that person that you would just point to and say, yep, that should be who Seth drops it to or who he goes. I love Damien. With, with Mania. I, I but he has money. Damien. So he's always going to be. And actually, I think but Money Bank is about to be up. Right? Money Bank is about to be up. I, I think Damien's fucked. It was not. Yeah, some, was somebody like had some. He took the pin. Yeah, we just knew JD was going to take that pin. Yeah, JD took an RKO from the yeah. top and still didn't take the pin. Hey, and we're going to talk about it. They're going to they're bring that up because like, <laughs> like they always do. Yeah, but also, we got uh, something going on with Drew, right? Like, we don't know if his walkout from the match was shoot or work. Um, but that's something they can't explore. So there's a lot of little storyline threads that happen at the end of that show that you kind of kind of look for, right? Well, allegedly, if you guys didn't see it online, uh, as soon as the match was over, Drew stormed out. And when he stormed out, it looked like he was just mad because they lost. But uh, backstage news was he was slamming his locker, he put his hoodie on, and, like, bolted out the arena. So the word was 
They don't know if it was somehow CM Punk related, but that could be a shoot. The Seth thing is 100% of work. Mm-hmm. And that what I was getting to about the Triple H thing, I love the Triple H era is they didn't shoot that once on TV, right? But let's lean into the internet. Yep. Let's post it on the internet and just let everybody speculate because they knew it was coming. And Seth has been talking about punk for years. We're about to make some fantastic business. And that's, and that's what that's the thing about us is like the super duper smart fan. So many people can get worked by something that you should get worked about. And it's great to be worked. That's what wrestling is. Like this entire thing is show business. We, we want to believe that everything we see is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I saw it, I was just like, and, and here we go. Let's start. It's starting already. And they may not ever show that on TV. Cause I don't think they can like Seth is giving the finger. I think he was streaming, you know, fuck you or whatever it was. So no, we're not mm-hmm. going to get that on TV, but it was enough to get your hardcores excited about. Yeah. And that's, that's fantastic. One thing I will say about WWE, I mentioned a few episodes ago that they, what I love about AEW is I get a lot of surprises mm-hmm. and this was a huge surprise. Absolutely was a huge surprise. And so I didn't think I was going to get a surprise like that from WWE, like in the foreseeable future. Cause you're so close to it. It ain't much, you know, we kind of know contracts. You know, so you kind of know when, all right, somebody's locked in and there's not like it was back in the day where you had significant independent wrestlers out there. And so they're not on a contract, so they could just pop up on any random Wednesday or Monday. Um, so we're kind of in a little different space, but that's why I think 2024 is going to be so major, so massive. And this was kind of just the start of 2024 season and Royal Rumble season. Um, so. E, let me ask you, and then we kind of can get into like some of our live and person thoughts. What was your, uh, Orton came out. Or before Orton came out. Did you like the story they were telling with, is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? Where'd you think they were going with it? Kind of just, how, how did that come across on TV? Really well. Actually, I really enjoyed the story threads throughout the show. I don't know if you, if you guys were able to see like the videos they were doing yeah. between um but i like that i'm like what well, look at this this is a ple um uh, formerly a pay-per-view where they actually it's not it's not it usually is about the matches right the culmination to like different feuds storylines but we're actually getting a storyline thread throughout a ple and i thought that was a really nice touch um i didn't really think about it until you mentioned it at the end where it makes perfect sense for them not to have randy orton sitting in that cage the entire time right like you yep they're not constantly watching looking for him Exactly. The first time you see him when he walks out to his own music, heading down to the ring. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought for a moment, I'm like, man, you know, would this be the the spot for CM Punk for a moment? I'm like, man, maybe mm-hmm. Randy doesn't show up, right? And the the last minute replacement was CM Punk in his hometown. I'm like, that would be kind of cool. Um, but when Randy Orton finally cop- popped out, I was very excited. As you said, that dude looked like he was uh linebacker right he was like muscles muscle muscle (laughs) muscle looking great like right clean shaven um looking like the um what was he he was he was he was kind of slender at that moment we had the bald head you know i wasn't a fan of that look from him like i know that's a lot of people's like favorite look of him when he looked like like a snake to me i I didn't i didn't like that look on him yep I liked it. Like he came out, you know, clean. He he looked good, man. He looked like he didn't like a dude who's been sitting on the shelf for like a, over a year. He looked like a guy that was about to kick some butt in that ring. 
and shout out to his wife too. His wife was at ringside the entire show, and we know she's a wrestling fan. But typically, you'll see the family come out just for that match. And oh, you know Stephanie was at ringside too. Was she McMahon? Yep, yep, Stephanie McMahon. Yep, she was. Whoa. They said she was. I guess she was backstage just as like visiting, but she was. I know for a fact she was. I saw her at ringside during. Vince the is really gone. Games. Oh, he gone gone. Like, he, he gone gone. gone. He gone gone. He's about Stephanie. to come back and be co-chair with Nick Khan. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, she was there from the beginning of that pay-per-view all the way through the end, which I just thought that was really, really cool. Orange wife, right? Now Stephanie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause that okay. just shows how much of a fan she is. One thing you said about Orton too. So I talked about how, like, once he got in the ring, the match was like an ode to him with the, you know, the, the, the DDTs and all that kind As of stuff. Should, yeah. What I also thought too was genius and was incredible was, you know, the fans are going to be looking for CM Punk, which you just said. He like, damn. All right. Orton's not here. Is Punk going to show up? So to get to the point where he's supposed to come out. Nope. Rhea's music hits. She comes out with the money in the big beefcase. That is only to set up the bigger pop for Randy Orton. Yeah. And it worked. Which was nice. Yeah, man. Like his. And granted, like watching a wrestling show in Chicago, if you can get to Chicago, a major show, probably in New York, um, hopefully Philly. For Mania, I've never seen a, a wrestling show in Philly. Where we're not going to Mania, but it's something about those crowds, and you guys can hear, of course, on TV now. You know, like they were there for for everything, but that pop for Orton uh, was like ear shattering. It was, hey, you, you know, know it, it wasn't it wasn't as big as as Punk's, but it was there. It, it hey, was there quick, as Matt. if they they popped like they didn't know he was showing up. Like so much happened in that match, I forgot Rhea came out. Yep. And you know why you yep. forgot? But I digress. So we talked about, talk <laughs> about Orton, go. right? So we talked about Orton. We said he's 300 pounds. Homeboy is 200 pounds alone in his quads. Anybody who works out knows quads is like the hardest muscle to work. And I was, I was so, like, I even asked you, I think, before the show last night, have you seen any pictures of Orton? I want to know how he looks. He's going to come looking like an old man. How's he going to come look? I did not think I was going to see what I saw that last night. He is massive, massive. I was just hoping, I was like, man, he's so muscular. Hopefully he doesn't pull anything or tear anything yeah, because he hasn't wrestled true. in a while. Um, that was that's my first true. thing that I said. And he did a step when he first came down the ring or the aisle. And I'm like, ooh, was that? But he, I guess oh, he, was yeah, like he, was like he was swaying a little bit. Yeah. I was like, man, was he, <laughs> is he hurt already? He pulled his, did he pull his calf already? Um, but a million freaking bucks. I absolutely, well, I want to backtrack real quick. Uh, the men's war games did not compare to the women war games. If you compare those two, but I absolutely love this men war games. It gave me everything that I wanted out of the match. Um, I love how each per first off, when we got to the men war games, I just knew people were going to be tired and excited. You made a point. Chicago was there from beginning to end for the whole show. Mm -hmm. Um, Orton yep. comes out before Orton comes out. Um, Rhea comes out. I'm like, oh hell yeah, this is it, perfect, perfect. He's about to cash it. I don't know how you going to cash it in the middle of a war game. I was about to get surprised again. Like, are we actually about to see the title switch in the middle of war games? Now, would that have been incredibly epic? That had been something I'd have never thought I saw. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the kind of story where you're like, okay, that's <laughs> wild. Seth yep. just took a, uh, he ate the pin loss and he lost his title <laughs> yep. in the same match. Oh, we here. We here come Monday. Like all the way. It's like, I, I was like, holy crap. Uh, and then of course, Gordon comes out that RKO. You know, there's like in my memory of we have your 
um, the Mount Rushmore of your favorites. Can you talk about like favorite finishers? And of course, the curb stomp that Seth did years ago was probably going to be up there. He probably was my number one, but my number one now, JD, thank you for everything you have done. Actually, wrestler of the year, I'm giving it to JD. Just because you took that RKO from the top. You know what? A few weeks ago, I said like JD's gimmick is he's just going to take everybody's moves the best. He's doing it. Like, for yeah, I mean, to point to take the move, but he he's showing his weight and gold when it comes to making his opponents look good. I don't think that's the only reason why he's there, but if it was, man, two thumbs up. And and Randy, thank you for protecting him too, um, on on giving him the RKO off of the top like that too. But that was just so beautiful to see. I actually had to almost turn away because I was like, I can't watch the impact because I'm like, I just never thought that that would like physics like would have worked without breaking. JD's neck or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, how did that even, whatever. But a lot of times wrestlers say, you kind of don't think you just go in there and you, and you fly. The moment you think, the moment you, you pause, that's when bad things happen. You just go for what you know. Um, but I thought that match gave me everything that I wanted. Even Sammy. I mean, just overall, the men's war game was perfect. I liked it. And I didn't, and that's probably why I was so upset that Punk came back because that war games was so good. It was so good. It gave us everything that we wanted out of it. That surprise, oh my God, Ara, is Damien about to win? To Damien, first off, Cody, or um, Randy telling Cody, oh, go ahead, no, you can get the pin. He crossroaded in um, Damien to get the pin. Like, just like those little things there. That, it, was a, it was a great match to me. Absolutely love the men war games. I think everybody shined in it. I think everybody got a chance, just like we'll talk about the women's war games in a moment. Overall, love that match. Two thumbs up. And then we go home sad. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. Um, yeah. So with Orton, you know, you, you said it earlier, how hot WWE right, right now, and you brought up LA Knight, you brought up Roman, you brought up Seth. I think you maybe brought up Orton, Punk, Sammy, Rhea, Bianca. EO, that's why WWE's hot. Like, at the end of the day, this game is easy. You get somebody hot, you tell good stories, you're off to the races. And yeah, there are different ways to get somebody hot. There's absolutely different ways to tell a story. You can tell a story without one promo. You can just tell a story inside of a match. But that, at the end of the day, the crux is to get people to spend money, to tune in, to see somebody win or to see somebody lose. And you get that through investing in that person. So you look at like what we just named off and we haven't even gotten to NXT yet. And this, so this is where I kind of talk about the lap, right? We haven't even talked about Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez. I can, we can probably go another three or four that you plug in right now. They can contribute. And maybe have him somewhere a match in Mania, you know, in WrestleMania come April. They are clicking on a level that they haven't clicked maybe forever. And that was the point I was trying to get to earlier. And I kind of went on a punk tangent when Triple H said on the scrum that I'm trying to take this thing that Vince McMahon gave us and take it to a whole nother level. I want it out of here. And I think of some of the old adage that Vince maybe kind of stuck to. Triple H is like, man, if we just don't do that, we, we do this, this can happen. And I, I just take it to what we saw this weekend, right? 17,000 people for two nights in Chicago when you've never done that before. 
highest viewership. They said they crossed in match one. The women's world games match was watched by more people than any other match last year's Survivor Series, and the viewership Ooh. just kept going up. It went up in the Miz and Gunther, which was second match. So we got to imagine it was probably at its peak toward the men's war games. Or maybe not, because I think they may have been going against AEW at that time. I don't know what the, how the timing looked. But I guess my, my point is just, this is what we've asked for for years as WWE fans. This is something that I remember Heyman saying years ago. He was talking at WrestleMania. They asked him about, you know, what's your thoughts about, like, some of the backlash you guys get from the fans? You know, where there's some storylines that they don't like. You know, there's wrestlers that aren't being pushed that they want to. And, and Heyman said, I would be a fool to sit here on WrestleMania week, again, that Vince McMahon created, where we're going to have a stadium full of people and tell a billionaire he's doing something wrong. If you take that for face value, he's absolutely correct. But now we see when you can do things right and you get wrestlers hot and you give fans what they want outside of the Cody thing. We know that's coming, right? This is, this is, this is the result of that. And it is, if you, if you get an injury, cool, we got Orton back. Like that's a major thing. And now you talked about uh, punk. He, is he going to raw? Is he going to SmackDown? Where does Orton go? And what's next for Orton? Cause you kind of don't know which makes you want to watch raw and SmackDown even more like this upcoming week. So bravo, bravo to them. Uh, and I know, you know, I probably have a little bit of a different um, maybe lens on it because we were at the show and I've been going to shows for so long. I remember people talking, they make fun of AEW for like, Oh, there's nobody on the, you know, the hard cam side at these shows. I remember when that was WWE. I remember when the majority of the arenas that I went to was tarped off with black tarp because they couldn't sell those tickets. So like it goes, you know, it goes in cycles, but when the product matches the, 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 the business, it, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's super, super cool. I have one quick thing to say. My brain went off on a whole another. I did a squirrel. You talked about Paul Heyman. So WrestleMania, I'm about to book WrestleMania in another universe, not in this universe. Okay. And I was trying to figure out the names, but I couldn't do it. My brain wasn't quick with enough for it. Can you imagine it's a triple threat? Paul Heyman guy, CM Punk, the tribal chief council, Roman Reigns versus the, what does Brock Lesnar call um, Paul Heyman? Advocate. The advocate. So we have, we have all of the Paul Heyman guy, advocate, and legal counsel or tribal counsel. All going in. Who wins? Hard to, it's hard to go against anything <laughs> with the tribal. Because that, that, just like, that, it's hard to go. But man, I, so I, w- I would go. I like the I advocate, go, though. I like the advocate. I, that's what I'm though. saying. He's cut some great promos <laughs> for Brock. He doesn't really cut promos anymore. Like As a character, he's like that weasel in the shadows for the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Like, right? But he was cutting some great promos for Brock back in the day. Even so, Punk right. though he's a he was a Heyman guy. Yeah, all right, so then so I mean, if like, you had to rank him, so just rank him real quick. One, two, three. So you got Advocate first. Who you what you got second? I got Heyman with Brock number one, Heyman with Roman number two, and then Heyman with uh with Punk number three. I might have to say the same thing because I, I liked him with uh Heyman with with Punk, but Punk was so hot on the mic, you didn't, he didn't need, really need him yeah. at all, mm-hmm. really. 
right? Um, like it was more of a presence with him. Like like Heyman just kind of made him an even hotter heel, just having Heyman next to him. But he didn't really need Heyman, especially not at that time. Cause Punk was like red hot in the ring, on the mic, in a lot of different ways. But I did like that pairing though. What about you guys? Same as you. But don't because every time we hear, every time I hear Paul Heyman, I think of Brock immediately. Yeah. And even he does it sometimes too when he talks about when they were feuding and he talked about Brock Lesnar, he did it in, in his old voice. It's Brock. But in the match, it would be Roman to win. But if I'm thinking Man, of Paul Heyman, such a good it's going to be Brock. That's such a good one because if you take Heyman away from the bloodline story, it looks, it looks completely different. It does. But I remember but Brock I mean, exist. we, we yeah. started talking about <laughs> Heyman being the GOAT during the advocate days. Yeah. That was kind of like our, our, you know, he was coming out there cutting those ten minute promos on Raw. And you're just like, he's a fucking master. Like, would it, like, ain't nobody touching Heyman. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I guess I got to go the same. I really want to, I really want to say Bloodline first though. Uh, but that's probably like a prisoner of the moment. Type well, you can thing. go one A, one A B, one A, one B. I mean, because you're you're right. You're right. I mean, it's, it's he's very important to Roman. He really helped make Roman that that heel. Like, right? He kind of put that stamp on him. Think about the moment we get if Roman's in the ring and that static hits. Think about the moment we can get with Heyman and Punk standing face to face. Like, there was just so much. I, I told Matt when we left the building, um, there, there was, there's two years worth of stories in just that War Games ring when Punk came out. And that's not including LA Knight. It's not including Roman. It's not including Gunther. That's not including uh, anybody else who. Well, hopefully Drew's all right. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to too. find out about that because that just doesn't make sense to me that Drew has never, we've never heard of Drew being like a, Ever. a locker room cancer or Ever. anything like that. So unless something went wrong in the match, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hard for me to believe he well, was upset about. Punk there was some additional the booty um, that he was upset about some things leading up to the match um, prior to Punk being out there. Um, but he said that, you know, that Drew was very obviously, you know, upset about whatever he was upset about. Um, so it, it could be an additional work, you know, that they have going on. Because it's just out of character it. for him, regardless. It's out of character. Even when yeah. he got fired, he took it in stride. And he yeah. was a bigger I man mean, and he kept moving. Hey, we could be setting up a CM Punk versus Drew versus Seth. Three-way. I know. I think Rhodesia. You don't like three-way matches. Maybe we get that. At, at, Initially, at, um, I don't. Mania. It depends on how it is. I can admit it at the end of it. Like, oh wow, that was a great triple threat. But in in just in theory, I don't like triple threats at all. But I, I if it's a good one, then I can admit it that it was a good one. And I and um just over the, overall the weekend, I think L.A. Knight may have gotten the third or fourth biggest pop sure. between both nights. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Between both nights. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the women's war games match. I think I said for sure you got to have damage control win because they need. But then I can't remember actually what I said. I just remember I was like Bailey's getting an ass beat sooner rather than later, and she took the pin. So right. I, I don't know if I said damage control wins and then they kick Bailey out. That wouldn't have made sense. But her taking the pin made all the sense in the world. Um, let's let's just talk about that match. Where do we all agree that was the best match on the card? I think so. Sure. What's next? For who? Do, do we see? Do we see them turn on Bailey like as soon as it's Friday? 
or do we kind of string this along a little bit? I'm going to say string it along just a little bit because from the feel that I got, I wouldn't, I don't think that it's enough time for them to turn on Bailey. I just didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe at all. So I'm going to say, give it a little bit longer. This can simmer a little bit more, more story can be told on this. Yeah. I don't know what we said. I don't know what I even said about the match, but I do. I agree with Rhodesia. I think I did say that. I think we need more time to put some sympathy on Bailey. I think Mm -hmm. if if she were to, they were to turn on her at Survivor Series based on her character up until that point, she still was very, very obnoxious. I still didn't have a reason to cheer her just because she got her ass whooped. Like at that point, she kind of deserved that ass whooping Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Right. So now they can kind of go the other way with her. And one thing I really enjoyed more so than the match itself, you know, I I like the the character and story stuff. I like the stuff with Becky and Charlotte. You know, I I think I said before the match, like, you know, those two girls and they didn't like each other and they was on opposite sides or whatever the case may be to see on SmackDown. They did the little, their little pinky handshake or whatever it Mm -hmm. was. And, then they had the big hug in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, then even in the press conference, you know, they kind of, you know, they were together, you know, joking and laughing. I hope that backstage you were able to reconcile because you, know, you you hate to hear, you know, friends fall out um, for any reason. So I hope that this is uh this is a legit, you know, like shoot that they, you know, made up. They made amends and maybe they're back, you know, on friendly terms, right? So I, I would love that. And if you think about it, if Becky and Charlotte are, you know, dating, as they said, right, during their scrum right. appearance. Courting each other. Yeah, the courting, right? Maybe we get down the line, like, you know, we get a Becky, Charlotte, and now Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. Versus damage Sasha control, Banks. right? And Come then, back. you know, not only do we get Charlie back, I'm sure, I'm, I don't That's know why it's called match. Charlie. Uh, That's Dakota. a match. We get Dakota back, right? Because I don't know. She looks like she's moving quite well, right? So I'm not sure what mm-hmm. her timetable is back from she her said injury. early 2024. I, oh, I, really? think, I think they are looking at like January. Yep. Hey, that might be perfect because, you know, I think that Mercedes said that she'd be back early. Four horsewomen? And the new she got the four horsewomen versus well, the damage control. Well, all that I might be know something is, set up. Unless uh, Mercedes pulled a Santos and got her leg amputated, <laughs> I ain't never heard of an ankle taking six months to heal. <laughs> she's got to be, I'm sorry, she's got to be milking this ankle. If we're, Ooh, I, I'm not yeah, gonna put that on somebody. She might have shattered that boy. She might have shattered her ankle though. That's what I'm saying. I ain't gonna put that on somebody. Yeah, if you're injured, I'm gonna saying. take you for face value. That's like, there, that's like Adam Cole on Wednesday talking about. I'm not even close. All right, sure you're not, buddy. Okay, you're not even close yet. All right, we got it. Um, I think it, you know this is gonna sound like common sense, but the the thing that came out there was two things that really struck me watching that match. One was just how much fun Kyrie Sane is having. She is like a kid in a candy store. God bless her. She is. I'm I'm happy yeah. for her for her to be back and in her element and and having just a tremendous time. But the second one was just how hard all of those women worked. They mm-hmm. busted their ass in that match, and like that's the part that you can say a majority of matches are. But they probably worked harder than any other match on that card. And is when you say work hard, it doesn't mean they worked fast doesn't mean they were stiff it's just you can tell you can see mm-hmm. when everybody is just really working hard and they and they, they did in that match you know i thought um i thought that everything went the way it was supposed to in regards to who's coming out afterwards like the 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 feeling of it you know okay looks like now charlotte and becky is, is back aligned they told that story in the ring 
Bianca is still Bianca. Powerhouse, you know, okay, she's there. Uh, Asuka did her thing. It, it, was, it, was, it was good to see all the personalities come out better than what they went in. And, it was, and sometimes in those matches, that doesn't happen often. You know, there's usually like a, a scapegoat or something like that, and that wasn't the case. So bravo to who produced that match. And actually, Jason Jordan produced the match. So okay. that boy's on JJ. a tier. JJ. Yep, he's, he's on a tier. Um, so do you have that match? Anything from um, Gunther and Miz? We actually, Rodriguez and I actually I went. I wasn't done with the women's war games. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, to the point about being produced. So again, great job, Jason Jordan. If you just look at the moments that we had in that match and how it was produced so well, it didn't feel like, okay, you're checking boxes. You're checking boxes. I think of Asuka missing Shotzi early on in the match. But not in the when she first first got in the ring. We gave it about a, about a minute or so before she uh, missed her. If you look at Io, she had to updo what she did last year and with the moon saw. So what what else should I do? I should do it Man, blindfolded with a garbage wave. can. That wave. <laughs> she she puts the garbage and she waves like like that's what, okay. That's, it, that's what it's it about. looks effortless, but it's probably the most dangerous move done all night because you can't see. Again, you're going back to just the filling. You're not that thinking. Was... You're just going for the filling. Talk about um, leap of so, faith, right? It's literally. <laughs> pun intended, right? But then you talk about pops. And you know I'm not the best on her fandom. The man Becky Lynch's pop? We're talking She's about pops? She's a monster. I, I was like, do I like her? Because how, like, how great and loud everybody was. I'm like, okay, maybe I do like her. Maybe I'm just like an undercover hater on her or something like that. Maybe I really do like her. But that was crazy. Um, the, the whips that I heard <laughs> from my seat that Bianca gave were her two ponytails. It's like, so you look at all these things. And again, it, sometimes it can be a bit much or what, you know, my cup of tea of wrestling. I, a lot of, I like a lot of different things, but I think this was done in such a beautiful way that you can give everybody their moments. The tease of um, the ladders coming in and finally getting the payoff at the end. I think what Becky bringing in the, or someone, I forgot who brought in um, the, the ladder at the, not the ladder, the table at the very end. In the crowd, they kept saying, we won tables from the very beginning of the match. And them teasing it every time they went under the ring, they threw something else and threw something else in there. Just I thought there were so many different spots in that match. The crowd the best was one was Kyrie. She comes out with the trash can lid and yes. the crowd moves and she just looks at the crowd. Like she just she doesn't even react. <laughs> <laughs> because again, oh, we thought because they teased it, right? So she looked and she saw the garbage can, she got the garbage can. It was like, oh. She goes under the ta- under the ring. Oh, yeah, she's about to actually push that table out. <laughs> like you said, she gets the lid. <laughs> she just looks like... We, we were just there. The, the, and we talk about this as far as the crowd absolutely make a, can make a show. You can have all the same ingredients of a great show. You can have all the great wrestling, all the great spots. But, a, but the crowd, the WWE universe makes a huge difference it does because we were there for every single moment of that match and that match actually gave me too everything that i wanted the men's match doesn't compare as far as like you said how hard the women worked in mm-hmm. that match they definitely to me stole the show well we know who stole the show but they definitely stole the show for me and they said okay our war games is done y'all need to follow that want to move on to going through a miss yeah or i was is- going to say and because of that i, I missed more than half of the Miz and Gunther match in person because I had to go get some more refreshments after what I just saw in the women's war games. I had to go get but, my Pepsi 
and uh, rum. Made sure I had my Pepsi locked in because I knew Punk was coming. Uh, but we ended up watching oh, it. God. This, we ended up watching it this morning back on TV. Match was good. Uh, well, it, I mean, it was cool. It was kind of what we expect. I know you guys thought it was going to be a squash or you wanted a squash. I, thought it, I wanted it a squash, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, probably for me, the, the biggest thing out of the match was just uh, the false finish. With Miz kicking him in the nuts and then hit him with the you know score kick finale like yep. and uh, the fans being there for it and then just Gunther find another way to win. Like I, it, I I would love for somebody to run stats on outside of the power bomb or even include the power bomb and and his lariat clothesline. How many different ways has he won matches in the last year? It's got to be more than anybody else in like the history of WWE. Like you usually only win with your finish or a roll up. And conceptually, that's a terrible thing. But he has found a way to make it awesome. I did what I said I was going to do. I went and got me some food. You know, actually, I still was eating that Thanksgiving dinner. Got all (laughs) kinds of sides, man. Come on now. Got all them sides. So so what'd you have? So our last pod, we talked about what our our favorite Thanksgiving meal was. It wasn't Thanksgiving yet. So what what was your Survivor Series leftover meal? You know, you know, Radiji remind me, I, I'm a side guy. So like, yeah, my, actually my wife made a, so that turkey, she actually made a really good turkey. It was pretty good, <laughs> but. Um, Is it still in the house? It's Sunday. Yeah. But you know what she did? She gave half of it away to, to, to uh, her parents and her brother. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, shouts out to them for getting out of my house. Yeah, shouts out. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, for me, I was, uh, it was leftover. I had the, I had the dressing. I had my wife's famous dressing with the cranberry sauce, with the mac and cheese, okay. some fresh green beans I had over there. She made like some some fresh. Um... <laughs> He's laughing. I'm laughing. Really I'm good. sorry. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm laughing because my mom, she was uh, trying to help my wife uh, make the food. My mom listens to the podcast and she gets mad to talk about it. But I love you, mom. But <laughs> so my, you, my mom. mom was a my mom was a hungry a hungry man's mashed potato girl, <laughs> right? So she's okay. Telling, so she was asking my wife, like, hey, how can I help? She's like, oh, you know, I still got to, you know, whip the potatoes. And she's like, well, you know, I, I work harder than I smarter. You know, not my, I was like, oh, you talking about some I'm hungry man flakes? Right. <laughs> I'll see you talking about. <laughs> I was like, mom. Oh, <laughs> that's was, funny. I don't know if they even make those anymore, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had some the, the potatoes. So I was making my plate. So I made my plate warm up, came back to enjoy the last, what, I would say probably, you know, like when the wrestlers getting that that fourth or fifth gear, whatever, towards the end of the, the match. Charge, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what I got into, right? And that, and was, that, really and that was about when we got back to our seats. Yeah. So yep. that was great to see. That's what I wanted to see, right? I wasn't interested in seeing the great showing that I knew Miz would have. I understand that. I know. I'm, not, I'm putting respect on the man's name. He's a great wrestler. He's a great on the mic and everything. I just wasn't interested in seeing a match that I knew the outcome to. I know Miz had no shot at winning. But it was the last couple minutes was very, very exciting. I didn't bite into the near finish. I knew there was no way that he was winning that mm-hmm. match. No way. I'm like, here kick him, here come Guther with the kick out, and the show did happen. Right. So what I do like and about and I thought about this with Gunther, and we talked about another podcast, is that I don't know what the man's finisher is. Nope. I have no idea what this man's finisher is. He just be pinning folks with anything. Right. Yep. So now he he Whatever busts it out. Takes. He busts out the the walls of Jericho. I've never seen a man do the walls of Jericho um, before, but it looked darn good. And I understand why Miz would tap out to it. You know, he got the, the dude got the, the dude's knee contorted, and then he put his knee in his back. That looked like it hurt. 
right? So mm-hmm. there's and, that. And the, thing, and the thing about Gunther too, he is somebody like us as American wrestling fans are not used to seeing his style, right? Like his style would work perfectly in NJPW in, in his matches. I, I talk a lot about like uh, Kenny. I talk a lot about like uh, Osprey, where in their matches you get you get you get a false finish. And then when that false finish doesn't work, you see him take it up another gear. They start moving faster. There's more impact to their moves, and they they build, they build, they build until you know the match is over. And like with Gunther, to your point of like, what is his finish? That's actually really hard to put matches together when you can't rely on <laughs> just I'm gonna hit my finish. Either you're kicking out or you're not kicking out, and then we go from there. Like you really have to kind of put matches together completely differently because of that. And that's that's just added. I can really pressure, but that's just an added, you know, piece to what he does um, in these matches because I and I love it. I, I absolutely love it because you got to pay attention. You get you got to pay attention. So shout out to them. Like I said, it was it was, a, it was a good match for what it was. We knew what it was. Um, you guys good with that one? You want to move to Santos? And only thing I got from Santos and Dragon Lee was thank you for making that change. And not it was any, nothing against Carlito. It just there wasn't enough heat for that match on that card. You got a five match card. You need every match to kind of have its own personality. And this was the high flying lucha. Did you guys like match. the match? I did. I really I did. I like the matchup. I, yep. What I'll say too is, and I just realized my favorite move in wrestling right now is a V trigger. So they, it gave me a couple of V triggers out of the match. So I was really happy. And again, I know I said on the show, I'm interested to see the Carlito and Santos go against each other, but I am so happy on this other side of it, of not seeing Carlito and Santos go against each other. For some reason, I, I didn't think it would be good. Well, yeah. Well, you didn't think the match with Carlito Car- was going to be good? Carlito, yeah. Yeah, he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I feel like, I know, I don't want to get off in this tangent, I feel like his window was like a couple years ago when he, when he debuted in that Rumble match. Yeah, um, and then bit. they didn't. And they didn't bring him in. They didn't yeah. bring him in. Mm-hmm. You know, he still looks good. Um, I just don't know match t- quality. However, uh, I was just interested in what you guys thought about that match because I thought the match was good, but I saw a couple mm-hmm. people online say the match wasn't good, and I'm like, what? I'm like maybe they no, saw I think something it was different. Good. I saw. And actually, I think it, they could have went a little bit longer. It I was, was about to say match. it was short to me. Yeah, and I wanted that to go longer. Yeah. I was upset about that because I felt like the Gunther and Miz match went a lot longer than I had wanted it to. I'm okay with the match. Um, then I felt like just Dragon Lee and Santos just didn't have enough time to cook there. But if there's any match that you got to pull from, and I, sure. I mean, hell, that that show was only that show was less than three hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And like yeah. this is once again, this is where we got to get into our uh, elitist wrestling takes where we're like. Oh man, give me that every single time. Like, no, you you should want more wrestling, maybe yeah. uh, at times, but give me under three hours. So if you had to look and say, all right, what can we take from? Let's take from the match that we just announced less than twenty four hours Punk's ago. Time. No, we're and not you know, Punk. And drag and Dragon Lee is one of those guys. You know, when I was you know talking about Indy Hartwell and Tegan Knox, like he's trying to put these people on TV and trying to push them, and like because you know we don't really know Dragon Lee much right but he's been getting a lot of tv time lately but you know he's been delivering in the time that given, especially in the ring yep. right there so you go it's it's what he's doing with dragon lee is, is definitely working because you know i don't think i necessarily cared much about the match beforehand but watches the two of them work i'm like okay these guys are you know what and i told matt we were sitting there uh it was actually during the match and i'm like 
kudos to Lee and kudos to the creative team because a year ago he wouldn't be over. Mm-hmm. And like he's getting some really good reactions. The crowd was there for him, and he's been getting reactions too on TV every single week. And it, yeah. it just goes to his work. You know, he's had some great matches with Cedric. You know, like he's on TV consistently. I know. I don't. I don't think Triple H is going out of his way to say, "Let's make Joshi." You know, women's Japanese wrestling or wrestlers matter. Let's make Mexican wrestling matter. I don't. I don't know if he's going out of his way to do it, but he's doing that. And but even I, if I he is, that, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Introduce introduce these new styles because we shouldn't just be just like when you have friends, friends of all different backgrounds. It makes your existence even better. If you telling me I can get a European style wrestling, Japanese style wrestling, and luchador wrestling with my American wrestling, my God, my mind is going to be blown. This is what I love about AEW because of the differences of the the buffet of different types of matches and styles Mm -hmm. i I would love that if if you could do that on the under the machine now he they tripled you know who he and i have been super high on santos since nxt yep and it was awesome to see one he got his entrance music back Mm -hmm. and that's like a top five entrance for me his music uh but it was great to hear triple h say on the scrum like this is the santos we've been waiting on yeah good I loved, I loved to hear that. 2024 when he, big for Santos. When we first got to, to the main roster, he wasn't really getting the reactions that I was hoping for. But it yep. definitely seems like it's... I was, listen, I was watching the show on Friday and last night. I was trying to listen to the crowd. to see. I was hoping the crowd was getting behind those guys. It seemed like they were, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, the crowd, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Um, and then it was Rhea and Zoe. And I think, E, you said during this match you were going to take a shit. Oh, y'all got, y'all got to talk said. about it. I think that's what you said on Wednesday. Yeah, I didn't take a pool. I think I was all pulled out, but um, I didn't pay attention to the match, man. The only thing I paid attention to was Rhea in, in her outfit. She looked phenomenal again. It's like what every time she's on a PLE, she brings out her WrestleMania gear and look. She yeah. does, right? I she mean, like every time. And her makeup. Like, and her, it doesn't matter. Her hair, makeup, outfit. That woman, like, that woman is a star. It, really? Wow. And I know Cole said that on the commentary. I went back and watched that this morning, too, because during the match, so like, I told Radiza during the show, I kind of watched this show a little bit differently than I'd normally, normally like I'm like, I mean, I watched it, of course, but I was really keen into crowd reactions. I was really just kind of that I was in that mode during the show. Um, you know, just, just, I was kind of in that. So like, that was one of the matches where I just, I, I, I just watched and I didn't watch it like I typically do for like psychology and things of that nature. So I watched it again this morning. Um, it sucks just because Zoe was supposed to have one of the moments that we were supposed to remember that match by, and they had a little bit of a, a flub. The the move on the top rope, she was supposed to land on her feet. She just didn't rotate enough, so it didn't look like it, it was supposed to look. And it, it was fine, but that was going to be one of those, like, oh, that was Zoe's moment in mm. that match, and, and, and we didn't get it. Uh, we knew Zoe wasn't going to win, but I thought it was a really good match. Radizia, I know you said during the match, that you had some thoughts and you, you were going to hold off on giving them on the podcast. What was that? We have a problem here. No one's going to boo Rhea. So we need to like start planning for that going forward because I absolutely am super high on Zoe, super, super high on Zoe. I agree with y'all and appreciate y'all comments as far as we need a little bit more character development out of her. But if I could have that one pushing somebody, if my, 
thought matter. Hey, let's make sure we get Zoe to where she needs to be because she belongs in a top spot wrestling wise in a match. She she takes on this new role going against the women's champion and it is no sweat off of her back. The moves that she does. Yeah, she didn't hit the infamous like um counter move out of it. No. And I and I wish she kind of did and then looked clunky in real life there. But I love how Zoe goes in the ring. She and she wrestles strong too. So I love her. But she was getting booed. So forget not getting even any reaction. She was still getting booed over Rhea. So yeah, now that we have booed. this actively booed yeah and, and that's something that really hasn't happened part of that can be chicago sure uh, because they like Rhea that much but you know I was, I was saying last night that's a difference of just not reacting against Rhea and then being outright booed against Rhea. and zoe got outright booed but i i do think though um when they want to make Rhea hill they will and when i'm and she's a hill now but you know what i mean when i say that look at roman look at Roman was getting the biggest face reactions before they turned on Sammy. So when it's time and the time is probably going to be, cause like you can, you can do this until it's time for her and Becky. I still think that's gonna be the match at mania. You can do this until that. And then they'll do something around February. That is dastardly that the majority of people will start kind of booing her a little bit and get everybody on, you know, Becky's side. But, uh, I think more to what he probably said though. She's just, she's a star, man. Like, and I can just go back. And I'm gonna stop saying it eventually. Shine bright they, like a they, diamond. They almost missed on her <laughs> when Vince was head of creative. <laughs> Had her just not comfortable. And some of that she can, you got to own too. I know there's yeah. a difference from NXT to WWE. I, I get all that too. But there's just some people that like you look and just say, "Nope, we're gonna make sure that we nail this one, a hundred percent." And you look at uh, her and Guther as people that could have been missed on, which is crazy. You know what? I, I think I think about Rhea as being a villain. I think she's definitely a villain. Uh, but she she's like a Joker villain, right? She's so entertaining mm-hmm. as a villain that you you kind of want to see them and you kind of cheer them, right? So you put her because like I I know the wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, you know. But at the end of the day, moves and matches don't matter. So as good as a wrestler as Zoe is, if her character ain't clicking with the crowd. That crowd don't care. It just is what it is. And Rhea is such a star. She is so charismatic. Of course they're going to cheer her over someone with no character and, and just kind of bland. But I think if you put her in the ring with somebody that's on her level, that's on the mm-hmm. other side, I think you, you'll get a different response from that crowd. And at some point, does Rhea need the turn? They probably will. But I don't think now's the time, especially now with how much cooking they got going on with the, with the uh with the judgment day? I think when the judgment days are over, <laughs> days are over. Um, <laughs> I think that's when you'll probably see her kind of break out. But right now, I don't think now is the time for. Her. I just think that she just is, she's just overshining the people they're putting in the ring with. But the great news is that man, look, I mean, I said that you know, rest, women's wrestling was kind of in a bad spot a little while ago. Um, but you got Bianca, you got damage control, you got Charlotte's getting back, you got Becky getting back together. I mean, getting there. Uh, we're gonna, hopefully they're gonna do something with Bailey to make her stand out too. I mean, the women is gonna have some stars that can go against her potentially in the future. So if we get a a, a, a Mercedes come into the company, you know, Sasha. maybe. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I which I wouldn't like. Let's we're gonna get into the question in a moment. Do you like Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks? 
I like Sasha Banks. But again, think about how long I've had Sasha Banks. Yeah, but still. I don't think I've even seen a Mercedes match. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen a Mercedes match fully. We talk about from name value. You talk about just just name, name, right? Just name. Yeah, no, I I like Mercedes Monet better, but there's so much sweat equity in the in the term Sasha Banks, and then that. you can bank on it. I mean, all of that. Like, hmm, it's Sasha. But give me Sasha Banks. I like the name, but I, I, I suggested to her like go out, go for Mercedes Banks. You know, kind of like a, a hybrid of the both. I like mm-hmm. you could bank on that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like her name, Mercedes. I think kind of. Oh, but a, you made me think about Vince. Um, in the rumor back in the day, like you were over if you had a one syllable first name and a two syllable last name, something like that. John Cena. Is that what it was? So, uh. Something like that. So you, you had Mer- Mercedes Monet. That's five syllables. I ain't gonna get over with the crowd. And Vince is mine. <laughs> and Vince is mine. <laughs> Vince, Sasha Banks, perfect. Easy to say it, quick to say it. Let's go. And of course, we talked about the men's war games match, so we don't have to belabor that point. Overall, of course, for me, 5,000 thumbs up for that show. Being there live was an experience as a, as a fan, uh, an experience that I won't ever forget. WWE gave me a moment that I can take with me forever being a, a wrestling fan. With Matt being there with us, of course, and he is a big CM Punk fan, just to see the elation that he had. Uh, he was, really he was cool. responsible for all those CM Punk, the 20 CM Punk chants over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he tried, tried to, to make a CM sign, Punk right? Yeah, so we, we're about to leave the house. I'm like, right, we're leaving the house in 15 minutes. He's like, I'm, I'm about to make a sign. I don't know what the sign is or whatever. So I come in to the, the kitchen. He's making a sign, and it is, uh, we want CM Punk. And I'm like, that sign's probably going to get taken. You're probably wasting your time. Yeah, I'm like, and they're gonna make sure they don't shoot you. Like we were right across from Hard Camp. He's like, you think so? I was like, yeah. I was like, they don't want that sign on TV. I am sure. And so he didn't end up bringing it. But just to show you how much of a CM Punk fan is he is, that's he had the fat head when he was a kid. When Look. we met Punk, um, for people I, we, who watch I told him, I was like, man, I was like, Matt is, was like your biggest fan, like over John Cena when he was a kid. Uh, so it was cool that he got a chance to meet him years ago. But yeah, it was a fantastic a night that I won't soon forget. And um, man, if you are a WWE fan, if you are a CM Punk fan, fan, we are up right now because this week should be fantastic. And it looks like I didn't even think about it until they showed the, the Rumble promo. We're not getting a December PLE. So looks like we are right to the road to the Rumble now, which is going to be fun. So... All right, y'all. Let's get on up out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed Survivor Series. I am sure you did, unless you just hated or hate punk. I don't know how you could not enjoy it. But uh, great show, and uh, we will see how it plays itself out here this week. We'll be back on a Wednesday. We'll find something to talk about, I am very sure. We're going to have Monday Night Raw. I have, so I have that- an idea of what we're going to be talking about <laughs> That's probably on our next take- five. Yeah, I think the topic maybe could be like, where do we rank CM Punk, you know, in the history of the annals of all of us? I think sports. I feel sick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to take the next Benicia episode may not off. be able to make it, but me and E, we'll hold, we'll hold it down. And then we also can do crew. why CM Punk is the best in the history of the business. Oh, you know, like sick again. Yeah, we definitely can do those type of topics. Uh, no, I, I got a question for you guys. On the, I saved it for the next show. I didn't want to, I, I told y'all I didn't want to like my mom. I didn't want to compare two things. I wanted y'all to enjoy Survivor Series. I've been calling it 
um, Hell in a Cell all week. <laughs> like, right? But I got a question for you guys. We just got finished watching a, a pay-per-view from AEW. What did you enjoy more? Survivor Series, not Hell in a Cell. Or was it the last AEW pay-per-view? I have no idea what the name of it was. I love that. Uh, we'll talk so we'll talk about that on Wednesday. I also want to kind of talk about a little bit, too, of our live experience. We were at Dynamite on Wednesday, too, um, in Chicago. So we can hit on that also. And then with us news, hopefully by that time we'll find out about Drew, what's going on with him. And I'm sure there's going to be a plethora of backstage news from Raw about the punk thing. They're saying he's supposed to be on Raw, too which I think they're in Tennessee. So should be good. Should be good. All right, guys, we are out of here, man. Once again, thank you guys for listening, supporting the pod. We appreciate it. Take the word out. Give the word to your folks. Let them know. Best podcast out right now is a TFW podcast. Hit that follow button. Leave us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Rhodesia's still hating on CM Punk. 